anytime you make an investment in yourself, whether it be in a course or whether it be in a mastermind, that is an investment. And now your effort has to follow that investment because the money you're spending is an act of faith that you have in yourself that you can do something, but faith without works is dead. And so you have to go and do something in order to get that return. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. (laughs) And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff. (laughs) So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle Copeland. (laughs) And I'm ECJ in the house. Copadetti, how you doing? I think people probably get a kick out of every single time you introduce yourself, you say something different. You know, that's just, it highlights my creativity and the ability to just kind of think on my feet because I don't plan these things out and mm-hmm. I give you amazing introductions. So mm. it reminds me of the TikTok that's trending right now. That's not my name. That's <laughs> not my name. And it's like all the things that someone calls me, but it's not my name. You call yourself all these things that are actually names no one calls you. Are you talking about like nicknames? Yeah. EJC. Like no one calls you any People of People have called stuff. me EJC before. They yeah. call me EC. They call you They Eddie. call me E. Who, who's they? Uh, Who is this invisible army of people you're calling? Oh, the coolest people on the planet. Some of my friends. Mm. What's up, E? What up, EC? Cope. Like all these are names that you people, we're we're friends, we're family. You can call me that if you want. Oh, the people love you. They're going to call you. (laughs) When they see you on the street, now they could be like, EJC. They're going to just feed into it. EJC doesn't have the same ring to it, but like ECE, you know, you know, I I got Are you going through a crisis right now? (laughs) You like, you really don't want to be a man in your 40s. So you're like giving yourself all these names. What does that mean to be a man in my 40s? That's not my name. Are you putting me in a box? That's not my name. Right, I, well, I am, we're both. I, I am unlike any. In our 40s. I, I am unlike any person in their forties. You are, and and I love you for and it. You are too. You are one this. of a kind. Anyways, moving on. Here's my <laughs> what in the world. We're walking through a store today, and I said, "Oh, look, honey, Valentine's Day is coming." And he said, "Would you be my Valentine?" And then he said. Is it too early for that? <laughs> or when should I ask you? Because don't you think when people ask someone to be their Valentine, like on Valentine, I said, yeah, don't ask me on Valentine's Day because I'll probably, Already. I won't be available. Already. I will have already confirmed that I would be someone else's Valentine. So I think that's waiting a little too late. Yeah. I mean- well, it's so funny because all of, like the decorations, everything is like, will you be my Valentine? And mm-hmm. it's on Valentine's Day. And it's like, that's too late. Like you need to be asking like last week. So you should formally and officially ask me. My dear, lovely, beautiful, amazing, <laughs> smart, intelligent <laughs> wife with pretty eyes. Mm-hmm. Will you be my Valentine? I would ha- I would be happy and honored to be your Valentine. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah. see, look, I got a date so for Valentine's Day. we are Day. Valentine's. <laughs> I can't tell you how many years like we because Valentine's Day, I would just tell you if you are hoping to own a bakery ever, Valentine's Day should be your go to busiest day of the entire year. And so 
we missed probably, I don't know, 10 Valentines together because mm. I was busy running the bakery. And we called that like our Olympics. Like that's our season of grind and we would be there late. And the last few years, though, I did get out early at a decent time because we sold out mm -hmm. or closed at a decent time. And then we would go take some leftovers. And one year we went to like Outback Steakhouse because it's the only thing open at like 10 o'clock at night. Right. And I brought them cupcakes and they bumped us to the front of the line. And, you know, we made all the Little servers. Little goes a long way. Yeah, you know? we made all the servers like day and right. like they treated us special. And so we've had some good Valentines, but they've been on accident on mm -hmm. most years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, one of our first like being married Valentine's Day, mm -hmm. remember we went to Vegas? I did. Broke as a joke. Went we to were Vegas. So broke. And it was funny because we were like, so fronting. And here, let me tell you why we were fronting. Because I found a, a promotion for the Wynn Hotel and it had just like opened, okay. right? So mind you, this is like 17 years ago. And it was like a hundred and, I remember it was like $129 for a panoramic room mm -hmm. like a for these specific days. And mm -hmm. I was like, this is perfect. And so, we, you know, we get it. And then like, I'm like, okay, well, there's a restaurant in there. We'll go to the restaurant. Mind you, I had no clue what this restaurant, how much this restaurant, what this restaurant was. I don't even remember the name. Right. It's probably still there. But we sat down and it was one of those restaurants where there's really no menu. There's just what the chef is going to mm -hmm. serve. And it's like a no six prices. course meal, no prices. Wine six with every course. Wine pairings, right? And so I'm looking at my beautiful wife and I'm thinking, how are you to pay for this? I don't know. I have money to pay for this. I don't have no. I have no. I have. I have. I zero. I have zero understanding of what this is going to cost. I have no clue. And we laughed. We felt out of place. Mm -hmm. Like it, all the things. We right? did not belong. A bunch of frauds. And yeah. um, uh, eventually we got the bill, and it was astronomical. I think I like you know I had to like okay put two credit cards together, and then we could just like. How, you know. <laughs> I I don't know why I felt like it was like a six hundred dollar meal or something. Like it was astronomical for us at the time because we just I think it was like not. it was like 400 and something dollars but then we had to tip like, no I mean with tip and everything it was like 400 dollars are you sure yeah because I feel like people. now it could easy like rack up we'll take two lobsters some sides like well yeah I mean this was we a go nicer our restaurant this is just that. us and like it was it was nice I think it was more than that honestly I, I there really is a photo like somewhere I really I feel like it receipt. was about six or seven hundred. Anyways, <laughs> we're sitting there and I'm not a big drinker for those of you that know me personally. Like I don't really drink. I don't go out <laughs> socially, have a cocktail, stuff like that. So when he said like it's a wine pairing, you get a glass of wine with every course and there's six. I was like, ah, uh, yeah, I don't need that. And he goes, well, it's a Valentine's Day special. Like that's just how it is. And so I was like, OK, well, I'll have a couple of sips. I was faded by like the third course. no. Like so wait, wasted. Can I just say, okay, wait, hold Here's on. Here's your wait, what in the world. Here's my what in the world. Okay, so. Fast forward 17 <laughs> fast years Fast forward later. 17 years. I am, I'm trying to sweep my wife off of her feet. I'm mm. going to take her out. <laughs> so we go, we go to a restaurant. We have dinner and my wife orders. Uh, what did you order? Uh, some type of cocktail. I don't know. Something. Some, oh, no. It was the next day. We were yeah. getting ready to go home. So it was mm -hmm. the next day. We were at Bottega, Bottega Louie in mm -hmm. downtown LA. And we were like, oh, we can't wait. We hadn't eaten there in a long time. Uh, we ordered some cocktails because we were sitting there waiting. Mm -hmm. And you get one that sounded like a health drink or something. It yeah. was like it had pineapples in it. I drinks with fresh passion juices. Fruit and stuff like that. So it had guava, passion <laughs> fruit. So we're sitting there. The food hasn't come yet. And she's like, 
literally people, she's only dr- drank at least a quarter of this drink. And maybe it's, a third. A mi- no. Maybe. I don't know. It was okay, like let's a, say a quarter. quarter. And she was like, Baby. <sighs> <laughs> oh, honey, I don't know. I, 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 and I can see it on her because she turns red. Yeah, so I she's... have this Asian thing, this Filipino <laughs> thing. I, all the Filipinos in my family, when we get alcohol in our system, we turn red. She's so, so red. I could feel myself getting hot. I'm like moving my hair. I got yeah, that like, Filipino thing. Like, <sighs> yeah. I got the Filipino thing where I turn red, like if I drink, but then I have the hair that if I get hot, it'll start to get curly. And like, so I'm like, oh, I said, I don't know what she put in this drink. The funny thing is, she's looking back at the 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 bartender, bartender, I'm convinced she she roofied me. She's poisoned me. So the funny thing is when we were sitting there waiting for the table, I was watching her, you know, make them. And I was like, oh, she's cute and young. and, And I literally thought, who would stop a bartender from like drugging a drink or like I just it ran through my head. And so then maybe it was like a placebo thing that I planted. But we were sitting there and I was like, I am really hot. <laughs> I am. Re- and I'm looking at the fact that I haven't really drank very much of my drink. And I'm like, so I tell him, I said, there's something wrong. I think <laughs> that she poisoned my drink. Like, I think she roofied me. I felt so loopy. I felt and I don't know what was in it. So my sister later, we're telling her the story and she's laughing and she goes, look it up on the menu because maybe there was tequila. Tequila hits different like for us. And I was like, I honestly don't know what was in it. But at one point I look at Eddie and I said, what would you do if I passed out right now? <laughs> and he's laughing and he goes, I would wake you up. I said, no, you don't understand. I don't need to be woken up. I need to be, you need to let me sleep, right? <laughs> he goes, honey, in the middle of the restaurant, I said, let me put it to you a different way. I was way. like, I can't take you anywhere. If we <laughs> were dating and we were on a date, I would be a thousand percent convinced that you drugged me right oh, now. Oh, like, I know. And I would feel so unsafe for you to let me like walk home or walk to my car or go anywhere by myself. But I would feel way unsafe with you taking me anywhere. Right. Right. So it was just one of those things. I'm convinced that there was uh, maybe you roofied me. Somebody <laughs> roofied me and I couldn't I couldn't drink the I drink. I was like, I can't take I can't and take it. And it tasted so good, Ugh. but I couldn't. Like everywhere we go, you get sloppy drunk right. and you, you fall out. Yeah. <laughs> and then by the end of the like dinner, you know, I had drank a bunch of water. <laughs> I was like damn near splashing water on myself in the bathroom. And then I was like, okay, I need some air. And then I was fine. But I was if I would have drank that whole drink, you would have you would have had to call nine one one. There was something wrong with it. I'm telling you, it wasn't like it was one of those tall drinks. It was no. like in a little glass like this. And I was like, "What is going on with you?" I'm like, I was so perplexed because I too. looked at her and she says, "Oh my god!" And I looked at her glass and was like, "You've only drinking like right. a quarter of this." I like, know I it. Know These are facts. I'm I'm well aware of this. So uh, uh, so <laughs> apparently tequila is the the thing. So. Just wanted to share all that. So here's how this podcast conversation came out. And it was the other night we were talking and you asked an icebreaker. Eddie is notorious for questions that make you think to where you know that he has given it some thought and he wants to answer. That is, I, no, can it's I just true. defend myself? No. That is not true. So Sometimes says, questions me... pop in my brain and I and you think- you put them in your notes like no, Olivia? No, because I'm super curious, mm-hmm. right? And I think, I wonder this about people. Mm-hmm. And so I don't really think about it for myself because even when I when someone turns it on me, I'm like, 
Oh, I, I don't know. I didn't even think about it. I just asked you because I want to know about you. Most of the time you have an answer. Though. No, that's when I'm being a smarty pants and I'm like, I know information. And I just want to show it off. No. Which is a lot. <laughs> uh, we're watching this show right now, Secession, and it's a really great show. Very witty. They're yeah. educated. They're billionaires. So the dad has no time for anyone's nonsense. Right. Right. So he's got a son in I think it was a son-in-law. Who who did he say it to? He said it to one of his old executives. Okay, so he's this the dad who's the head of the company. He's Frank. just That's what his name is. Is his name Frank? The guy who he said it to. So Frank is his like longtime executive, but he's very well uh read. He quotes a lot of philosophers and a lot of like He's borderline annoying because <laughs> he knows too much, right? And so it just was like he mentioned something, but made it sound really, really smart to Logan, the head guy, the billionaire who founded the company. And he turns to Frank and he says, oh, fuck off with your library card. <laughs> Take your library card and fuck off. And it tickled me so bad. So sometimes when you have these stupid facts that you want to like show off, you'll ask us a question knowing that we're going to say, I don't really know. Do you know? And then so I did tell you the other day, you know what? Take your little freaking factoids and fuck off. And we got such a kick out of it. So the other day, your icebreaker was. Yeah. So tell me about a ahead. time where you exemplify bravery or courage. Like mm -hmm. tell me about a time where you felt you were the most brave. You either witnessed someone being brave or maybe you were brave. So I just want to give people like a perspective. So we were asking the family. We were having a family over and I asked them like, when, what was the time that you were brave? Mind you, we had just told my sister Jessica that Olivia has to keep notes of stuff yeah. like this in her phone. And she was like, ah, this is where I need Olivia's notes, right? I need Olivia's notes to tell me when I was brave. And it's one of those questions that's kind of hard because you think about all the things you've done in your life. But there should be something that sticks out when you felt the most brave. Right. Right. And so and then there's the reason why I think this is so important. So if you're listening to this, this is a healthy question because, you know, we, we can be hard on ourselves. Mm -hmm. Right. And we, we treat ourselves like shit sometimes and we say awful things and like things. What, what like, do we say to ourselves? We say, oh, you know, I'm not good at this. Mm -hmm. I'm the type of person that they can't do these types of things. I'm not very smart. Well, I'm, I'm not technologically savvy. I, you know, all these things. I, I, I'm not this. I'm not that. Right. right. Uh, we're moving on one of our greatest powers, and our greatest power is that we can emerge and be something greater than we've ever been yesterday, right, mm -hmm. or today. So asking that question, I think it's important for people to have time to be introspective of moments that were probably, in the grand scheme of things, maybe small decisions. But what I wanted to do was define it, right? So anything that you've done where you felt fear, mm -hmm. but you did it anyway, mm -hmm. right? And so you pushed through. And I think one of the quotes I love Will Smith says is, God hid the most beautiful things in life on the other side of fear. Mm -hmm. And so we have to have brave, be brave. We have to be courageous. And it was a really good dialogue. And so that's kind of what sparked this conversation. Yeah, and it's interesting because I have a relationship with fear and I think a lot of it comes from just like a survival mentality where mm. I've just told myself, like, suck it up, just do it, get through it as quick as possible to the point where we have created this like analogy for our students in Passion to Profit, our eight week masterclass that like when you have a fear, think of this cave. It's a right. cave inside. You can see it's scary. It's dark. Maybe it's damp. It's cold. It's scary. Right. Right. But you standing in front of the cave, kind of like looking at the cave, smelling the cave, 
sticking one leg in out of the sun, you know, inside of the cave. It just prolongs whatever experience is waiting inside of the cave that you know you're going to have to get through anyways. Yeah, and this is when I love Star Wars because there's a moment (laughs) in Star Wars where there's this cave and Yoda tells Luke, like, you're going to go in there with the fears that you have now. Mm -hmm. Like, whatever you, he goes, Mm -hmm. is there anything in there? He goes, only the thing that's going to be in there is what you bring. Hey friends, have you started a business or thought about starting a business or maybe you've been running a small business for years? Well, if you're looking to gain new skills, increase your sales, attract better clients and step into the next level of business ownership, then we want to help you. Yeah, we know business can be intimidating and overwhelming and that alone could deter you from starting a business or working through a rough time. Or maybe you're feeling like it's too much. You're not sure what next steps to take or maybe you're thinking about throwing in the towel. Well, we've helped thousands of business owners move from panic to profit. Yeah, and we want to help you discover how to unleash your confidence, how to close more sales, and most importantly, how to attract your dream clients in just eight weeks. In Passion to Profit, you'll learn how to turn your passion into a profitable actual business. You'll learn how to grow your social media following and create a strategy that makes you feel good about serving your audience. You'll learn how to attract clients that don't mind paying a fair rate for your time, talents, and efforts. You'll also learn the making of a brand and strategies that will help you attract high-paying quality customers. You'll learn how to plan ahead and strategize so that you're not overworked, underpaid, and constantly working on your business. You'll also gain access to our private community of hundreds of business owners that understand exactly what you're going through and can support you through your journey. Yeah, from now until February 18th, our eight-week masterclass, Passion to Profit, is officially open for enrollment. Learn how other small business owners just like you have landed their largest sales ever, tripled their revenue, worked with their dream clients, and opened dream businesses, and so much more. Visit JanelleCopeland.com forward slash enroll now so that way you can be in the next session of Passion to Profit. It's time to start making the money you deserve because your dream clients are waiting for you and your products. Yeah, they want what you have to sell. All you need is a strategy to find them and the confidence to close them. We'll see you guys on the inside. Let's do this. The powerful thing about fear is that we bring it to situations where it may not belong Mm -hmm. and it's not a real fear. When we say real fear, it's like fear of your life being in danger, Mm -hmm. right? So someone's attacking you, there's a real fear there, right? Right. You're going to be harmed. But we're talking about like social fears Mm -hmm. that you have to be brave about. But uh, So there's the cave and you can either be afraid, you could be afraid and stay there, be stuck. You can be afraid, take those fears into the cave and just like face it and whatever happens. But either way, you got to get through the cave. Right. There's no going around it. There's no going on top of it. You just have to get through it, right? So this could be an analogy for I want to start a new business, but I'm afraid to put myself out there. This could be like I want to be an influencer. I'm afraid to do a live or go on camera or what will my friends and family think or whatever. We kind of just got to go through the cave with a fear. I love that you said that because through the the cave is everything you need to experience that's necessary for you when you come out of the cave to be the person that you need to be to continue this journey, whatever it may be. Right. But if you try to go around the cave, which I feel like we're kind of in this place of society where people are trying to skip past the experience Mm -hmm. and get to the outcome. Mm -hmm. And we were having a conversation I was mentioning to Jessica, she was talking about anxiety. And I said, I had just read something about anxiety 
And the reason why we have so much anxiety in our society is because we have been habitual predictors, mm. meaning we try to predict the future all the time. Right. And because we are constantly trying to predict what's going to happen and using our imagination, we give ourselves so much anxiety because of the fact that we, we're trying to know what the outcome is before we've even experienced it. Right. And so sometimes, and you said something profound, so I'll, I'll let you tell it, but you talked about sometimes when you have the mentality of just getting it done mm. and facing fear so quickly, you can lose out on something. Yeah, so as a coach and a mentor, I am usually on the side of like cheering my students on, telling them like all the lessons you need are in the cave, just go in there scared, take out what you need and focus on getting to the other side, right? And what's interesting is most of our students will say, oh, that little baby ass cave, that wasn't nothing. Why mm. did I make such a big deal out of it? Right. Mm. Or, OK, I got the lesson I needed out of it. So glad I'm out of the cave. Like when you get to the other side, it's always something to celebrate. Right. Right. For me, what I have noticed personally about myself is that I kind of normalize all of the hard things that I do. Mm. And so I'll give you guys an example. I've been skydiving three times. I can't tell you that, oh my God, I was so scared. I was like trembling and I just, I didn't know like what I was gonna do. I was like, get up there, get it done. Everyone says this is fun, have fun. <laughs> and so I strapped up. I remember the first time the guy was like, well, this is gonna go here. I was like, listen, if you die, I die. If mm. I die, you die. I don't need to know about any of that right now. I just want you to keep us alive. Right. And he was like, okay. So we literally skipped like the safety thing <laughs> because I didn't want to know, right? right? I mean, just so we're clear, there's like one little, like, I don't even know what it's called, this little metal thing that holds you on, two little things. And I was like, I don't even want to address Carabiners? the Carabiners? Like carabines. Yeah. Carabiner? Yeah, those are little clips. Yeah, something clips. like that. Yeah. And I was like, I don't even want to address the fact that I don't think this is strong enough. So let's just do it. Right. So I don't remember after three times, I don't remember the door opening and it getting windy. I don't remember looking out of the window and like, you know, realizing how high we were. I don't remember my feet dangling over the edge of the plane right before I jumped. Like I did not want any of those emotions. I just wanted mm. to hurry up, get up there. The only thing I remember is I remember we went up and up and up and the earth's getting smaller. And then once we passed the clouds, I was like, oh, we're high. Can't even see anything anymore, though. So I was like, I've uh, never done it. I heard you can see like almost a curvature of the earth. Mm, I don't know. So high. I don't oh. know. Don't remember that. <laughs> but I do remember like telling myself, thank God you can't see the land. Right. And it's a cloudy day because we're just basically jumping into clouds. So, That's easy. So right? basically what you did is you saw the cave and you said, I'm just going to Usain, Usain Bolt this and sprint through this. Summer. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. Usain Bolt. Yeah. Usain? I think it's Usain Bolt. <laughs> I, whatever. I bolted through the cave. So of course, all three times I make it down. I've been whitewater rafting in Canada, in British Columbia, Canada. We almost died. I was like, okay, we made it. We're good. That was great. You know? Yeah. Great. I've been on a ropes course, like tight roping across, you know, a whole entire forest, 40 feet high. And I made it. And I remember my friend, Lisa Carpenter, she said, you know, I want to know if you're actually enjoying this. And I was like, what are you talking about? We just have to get across. Mm. And she said, are you going so quickly that you're just like 
getting across so you can get it over with? Or are you actually like in the moment? And I was like, why is she asking me this? Like, I literally was trying to get to the other side. I wasn't focused on how beautiful it was 40 feet up in the trees and the forest in the middle of British Columbia. And so it really hit me. And I realized in that moment, this was in 2018, that I do a lot of hard things, but I normalize them out of survival and I take away the emotions that I should be experiencing. So when I you know, I'm getting ready to walk across a tightrope. I just kept telling myself, don't look down, focus on your feet, focus on, on the wire. Don't look other like, cause I, I don't know in my head. I was like, if I focus on how high it is, then that's scary. So I minimize the scariness and just do it. Yeah. And it's like, when you said that, I was like, wow, just hearing your example over your lifespan, you have probably and you mentioned this, like approached every hard thing like that. Mm-hmm. And because of the fact that you refuse to make fear debilitating, it becomes a box you check, right? Of a to-do list. Okay, right. got to do this. Mm-hmm. Know this kind of scary, but just got to get it done. Yep. And you can sometimes in those cases, like you were explaining, like lose what that experience was, yep. like how it unfolded, the beauty of mm-hmm. right going through something hard and a lot of times it's interesting because when we do what we do a lot of things together and when we have conversations, it's interesting how like I'll commentate on remember this. And you're like, oh, no, I don't remember that. Yeah, I'm like, no, nope, I just went. <laughs> I just did it. Nope. And that's a. I would say that's something I need to work on now that I'm aware of. Mm. You know, so this conversation. That's why your feet got burned. And Tony. Oh, 100%. (laughs) Go ahead. Tell that story. (laughs) So we we did Tony, Tony Robbins. I forgot. Unleash the power. Unleash the power within. Unleash the power within. And there's a part where you got to, you know, everyone kind of knows about the hot coals, right? So you're like looking forward to this hot coals. No. For two days, he's teaching you how to control you right. know, you can control your physical state. You can get into the right yeah. state of mm-hmm. mind. And I think that, so, we, so we're, we're building up, we're this building anticipation. up, so we're learning how to do this the, and building up the state. And so now we're building up the anticipation. So now it's time to and walk now, across and, and fire. Coals. You are literally chanting and getting in the state of mind, right? To walk through hot coals. Like, I don't know what the chant Burning. was. Yes, I can. It no, was it, something. No, it was, yeah, it was like, yeah, yes, I can or something. Yeah. Yes, I will. And then you were saying, cool moss, and cool soon, moss. And then as soon as you get to the hot coals, you're supposed to switch to cool moss, cool moss, cool moss as you're going and walking right. through. Two right? days of instructions, you guys. <laughs> Two days. And so, and I. And this is wait, what makes it beautiful. Mm, like, Hold on. Right. Day one, I turned to Eddie and I said, I don't think you understand how soft my feet are. <laughs> like my feet are so soft. If I walk on fire, they're going to burn. I was like, you're going to be fine. And he goes, honey, you're going to be fine. Everybody here is going to, there's 15,000 people here. Right. You know, he is literally conditioning us to like be in control of our physical state. And I was like, okay. So I did. I went hardcore for two days and I was like, I'm ready for this. Pumped up. Let's do this. Blah, 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 blah. Well, to paint a picture there were 15,000 people that felt like they had to go before we went and it was three o'clock in the morning or something ridiculous and everyone's tired. And so it's cold outside as we're in line leading up to this thing, (laughs) chanting. And I just, I'll never forget it. I was behind you holding like under your arms. My head was resting on your back. And at some point I was like, 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I'm falling asleep. It's three o'clock. I don't know how long it's going to take us to get to the front. And my husband, God love you. We get to the front of the line with no warning. He says, honey, it's your turn. And I don't know what happened. I just walked across. I did nothing that I was trained to do for two whole days. I did nothing. I didn't think about the cool moss. I didn't say, yes, I can. I didn't get myself hyped up or pumped. And so the moment I took a step, I was like, oh, fuck, this is fire. Oh, my God, this hurts. This is hot. And my feet were getting burned. And I knew it. I knew that it was my fault, right? Because I didn't do anything I was supposed to. And then so he watches me go across. He does his thing, gets in his state, walks across, feels like a freaking gorilla who conquered this thing. And I was ill prepared. I was. So my feet got burned, right? <laughs> so what's the point of that? Why are we talking about no, that? No, because it, it's another kind of illustration of like- okay, I didn't pump myself up. Right. It was the experience like- it was all like, I got just gonna get this done. Right, We're gonna right. get this done, mm-hmm. right? And so because of that, not getting in this state, the experience of getting into state would have protected you yep. and would have gave you what you needed to get through without being burned. And let instead instead it was you boked it. Yeah. Right. So this is a therapy session apparently for me. <laughs> Cause when I need to show up for myself and I need to just power through and tell myself, you can do this, I didn't do it. But you did do it. I did, but I got burned. And the times where I should be focusing on the beauty around me and, you know, being moved by emotion, I don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) So you're like on the opposite side because there's people listening to this saying, well, I wish I could just do it. I've been paralyzed for 10 years because I've been wanting to quit my job and do this thing. I've Mm -hmm. been wanting to do, I wanted to start a business. I wanted to leave this person I'm in a relationship with. And I have not built up the courage and you're just checking off lists of scary things to do, and you're reflecting going, well, there's a piece I'm missing, right? right? And so, so it's not that I'm better at all. There's a piece I'm missing. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, helps me as a coach, like understand that there's no right way, wrong way to process this. We're going to always be faced with things that feel uncertain. Right. But I can't just be screaming in your ear, telling you to go and do it, do it, do it. Because I also want you to experience what the cave is, because Mm. that's the part that I'm kind of missing sometimes. Right. Yeah. And so if I were to go skydiving now, knowing this about myself, I do think I would move myself to be emotional, to take it in, to understand the beauty and it would be in a, a completely different experience for me because I would allow it to come in. Yeah. And I think so this is where I think it's really a teachable moment for people is is that you may approach things that are you're fearful of in a couple of different ways. You may approach them in a way where you you get paralyzed. You think about only the worst things that can possibly happen and it stops you in your tracks. Or you can think about like for me, I'm just a naturally optimistic person. So things that are fearful, I think it's going to work out. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, and that's this, you know, instance, sometimes you don't necessarily measure the impact or, or sometimes I ignore how I feel. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when it comes to like understanding how other people feel about being fear, I may, I miss it sometimes because yeah. I move past it so fast. In your case, you move past it so fast because it's like a check. It's like, mm-hmm. a, it's like a box you check off or like a task. And so I think it's important for people to understand that like we all approach it in a different way. But you still, at the end of the day, have to stare down that thing. Right. Right. You you can't ignore it. Can I talk about a time where maybe you weren't so optimistic? Oh, yeah. 
so we had got into personal development. We started kind of learning a bit about, you know, marketing and just other things. And there was a course that I wanted to take that was $2,500 or something bananas expensive. And I remember like, we didn't really have the money for that. And it was like, ah, what if I don't get what I need out of this? Mm -hmm. And, ah, you know, is this really the answer to the problems that I'm trying to solve? And, you know, and I just remember saying, I'm going to do it because I'm going to make sure that these are the answers that I need. I'm going to make sure that I get my money's worth. And even if it's not the answers to exactly what I'm looking for, I'm going to show up and I'm going to ask questions and I'm going to be the mentor's favorite student to where he's going to answer anything I need him to answer. Right. That's just the way I approach things. Like I'm going to invest in this because I can make it work. Mm -hmm. Right. So I invested in this thing. It wound up being a great program because I made it a great program and I got out what I needed. Part of that was that we went to a live event. Right. And at the live event, we were able to meet so many people. And I was like, just so in awe to be in a room with people who had the same aspirations as us, who were trying to learn the same things that we were, who were at the same level that we were, hoping for more, uh, looking for growth, and just like excited to have invested in themselves to be there in that moment, ferociously taking notes. And just like, it just, the energy did something to me, Right. right? And so at this event, the... The guy that, you know, is hosting and facilitating, he winds up pitching a mastermind after like the third day, he says, you know, and if you've loved this community, which, by the way, I had made so many connections and I was coming from a place of scarcity, like, what if I never see these people again? So I'm like exchanging numbers and like, okay, writing notes next to their name. I can call this girl if I need something like I was just like honored to be in this room and excited but I was coming from a place of scarcity, like I would never see them again. So I was trying to make the most out of it. And then he says, if you've loved it and you've made great friends here, imagine joining a mastermind with these people for the next year. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm in, right? So he does this whole thing, what you're gonna get, it's basically just like in this community where you can brainstorm and network and just have the support that you need. And it was Mm $14,000. We did not have $14,000. We didn't have the $2,500 to get there, but it was like something I put on a credit card. And so I just felt like we needed it. And you watched me kind of like say, hey, I really think we need to talk about this. And you were like, yeah, what are you doing? Like, we don't have this money. (laughs) So it's not even up for discussion. And I was like, but I really think that this is where we're supposed to be. Like, Mm -hmm. I really think that this is what we need. Like we've been talking about, up leveling our business. We've been talking about doing something different. This room is full of people that could inspire us to be better, to be different. And you were like, yeah, I'm not really disputing that, but yeah, we're not doing it. It's $14,000. Right. And so I was like, I'm going to find a way. So I go up to the front, like the back in the back they have, if you have any questions, come talk to us. You got like a little worried because I was like, I'm going to go talk to them. Remember? Mm -hmm. So I go and I'm talking and they're like, well, you can make payments. And I'm like, okay, well, what kind of payments? Well, you can put $3,000 down right now and then make payments for the next like 12 months or something. And so I get all the information. I go back and you're like, we can't do that. 
Right. That's not an option. Like we don't have $14,000 to pay for a mastermind. And I remember we had this moment where we were talking face to face and I said, are you telling me that because we don't have $14,000, we have to miss out on the opportunity to take our whole lives and businesses to the next level? Or are you telling me that we are, you must be telling me we are incapable of figuring out a way to come up with $14,000. Yeah, and what's interesting is that when you talk about me not being optimistic, part of it was I had no knowledge of what we were doing. Like mm -hmm. I didn't understand that industry in a, right. in a whole, but then when you put it to me that way, because the, the one thing I believe in is, is us. Mm -hmm. So that's where I was like, okay, well, since you put it that way, I think. Well, I said, are you telling me that we're incapable right. of figuring this out? Like we put a deposit down, it's refundable, but I do think that we could figure out a way to make this work. And so we wound up doing it, but it was one of those pivotal moments for us as a couple where we were putting our, like, I don't want to say our lives on the line, but we were making a commitment that we didn't feel comfortable. We weren't necessarily feeling the most brave because we didn't know how it was going to work out. Yeah. And this is an interesting thing. And, and I hope you guys are capturing this. Like there are times where things come up and you have to respond. And a lot of times like your response is, is innate. It's like automatic and mm -hmm. you respond in a way that's brave or, and, and, you, and everyone understands the fight or flight kind of mentality. Most people are either one of the two, whether they fight or they flight, yep. right? And in this situation, we actually were putting ourselves in harm's way. Right. Right. So we literally said, what well, you sparked this, you said, hey, we're, we're going to actually it. take this risk. Mm -hmm. Like we're going to purposely put ourselves in a situation where in order for us to actually make this work, we have to be brave. Right. And we have to be courageous. And then we got to go into action to do something. And I think that is foreign for a lot of people. I know mm -hmm. it's foreign to me at that time. Right. I've never taken a, a like, cal I, I won't say I've never taken it, but I would say taking a calculated risk like that was not something I was used to. Knowing that there, it wasn't going to be based on the weather right. or the the training material or anyone else. It was going to be based on your level of execution. Right. So I was more upset and pressing upon you like, you're telling me that we are incapable? That's bullshit. Mm -hmm. We can do this, right? Right. And so I think you're right and you're onto something. If you're listening, you might be thinking like, well, I try to avoid, you know, I want to stay in my comfort zone, <laughs> right. right? And I purposefully was like, we're pushing ourselves out of the comfort zone and we'll figure it out when we get there. Which became a pivotal moment because I think you would probably agree. I learned, oh, wow, when you do this, like you have to be different. You got to show, show up You got to show up differently mm -hmm. because now you have to answer the call. And I think that when you bet on yourself, that's a strong yeah. bet if you go into action. Right. And yeah. so I think that that was something that you go, oh, wow, that's how this works. Right. And you say, oh, well, the one thing I will bet on is myself. Right. right. And so here's the thing. We did this for a year. We met incredible people. We brainstormed. I got such great you know, connections and feedback. And these people will be lifelong friends for the rest of our lives. A lot of them. But I didn't get necessarily it wasn't like from that mentor. It wasn't right. necessarily from that I don't coaching. Think we like. It, we didn't complete it, to be right. perfectly honest, but it was life-changing in the sense that we needed to make that commitment outside of our comfort zone to show up as different people. Right. So the investment of handing over $14,000 made us have to become better people. 
better yeah. at business, better at discipline, better with our money, more resourceful, like all of these things that if we would have stayed in our comfort zone, we would definitely not have learned in a quick time frame like that how easy you could make the money, how easy yeah. you could advance up a level, how easy it was to find resources, right? And yeah. so this is an important conversation because we have a course just like this mentor has a course and I invest in courses all the time, right? But we're at the point now where I was talking to my sister the other day, I said, we need to be in a mastermind where we are probably now like working with people who are earning the at the level we're earning, but surpassing where we're earning. And so the masterminds that we've looked into are costing now between $30,000 and $80,000 a year. Yeah. And so my sister said, well, what do you get for that? Like, what what do they guarantee for that? And I was like, nothing. <laughs> but I can guarantee that if I'm handing over $80,000, $30,000, you damn sure better make sure I'm showing up for all the calls. I'm meeting all the people. I'm going to all the meetings. I'm doing all the trainings. I'm taking all the free resources. I am going to make it the best $30,000, $80,000 I've ever spent in my entire life. And that's the part where I feel like people are not willing to bet on themselves because it's not about a trainer, a mentor, a program. It's about when you fork over the money and make an investment for something you know that you need, you got to make it the most the return, amazing right. thing, right? Yeah. And the return is based off of your effort, right? not the effort of... The like coach. what you paid into. Mm -hmm. and, and that's a tough thing for people to, to really take in because they most people approach their job in a sense that my job owes me for the time I put in. Right. And not thinking about the fact that the creation of yourself through your contribution is what you really get from it, right? right? And so anytime you make an investment in yourself, whether it be in a course or whether it be in a mastermind, like that is an investment and now your effort has to follow that investment right. because the money you're spending is an act of faith that you have in yourself that you can do something, but faith without works is dead, right? right? And so you have to go and do something in order to get that return. And I think the more you, you do that, the more you invest in yourself, the more you see that. But I think what we're trying to, to share with you is that you have to be brave to do that. Right. Like you, you've got to tap into a place that... Bravery is not something you're necessarily born with. It's something you nurture because you, you do exercise. things like this, like investing yourself, you know, doing something that's kind of thrilling mm -hmm. that helps bring the, something out of you that you don't get on your every single day that you live your right. life. I think you have to exercise bravery. Yeah, you have to nurture it. Mm -hmm. You have to like position yourself where you have to take steps to be brave. Right. Like when I asked that question, I had someone say, when I, when I moved across the country to go to school, I had to be brave. Yeah. It, and then you become something far more than you ever expected because right. you took that action, right? Yeah, and I think that, you know, the thing is true for our students, like our business masterclass, it's $1,500. I understand it's an investment, especially because we're teaching small business owners who are maybe in the beginning stages of their business. And we're asking you to invest in yourself. Here's why. There is nothing valuable about getting free information. No. There's free information everywhere out there. And if you want to take the time to scour the earth and go at your own pace, then that's free, right? right? But if you want to, you're willing to say like, you know what, I've been kind of mulling over this idea. I've been, you know, teetering between inaction and procrastination. 
And I really like the vibe of this. I really think that this community is something that will help motivate me. I really think that they probably have some information that would be beneficial to me, and then I would save the time that it would take to scour the internet or scour the earth, right? And so if you're contemplating like investing in a course like ours or something else to move or advance your career or your business or your life, I would just tell you, don't sign up for something and then give the money expecting that someone's going to save you. Sign up, invest in yourself and bet on yourself becoming something that you haven't held yourself accountable for yet. Yeah, Does that make sense? Like, 100%. I'm giving you this money. I'm investing in this course, but I'm really doing it to tap into what I'm capable yeah. of. I'm doing it to make sure that I hold myself accountable because if it's free and there's nothing valuable about it, then I'm going to continue to do what I already know and show up in the same way I've already shown up at the pace that I already go. And where is that getting you? Yeah, and it it goes back to this this idea that so many people want something in life. They want money, they want time, they want freedom, they want all the things that many people strive for, but they want to do it and, uh, and accomplish it in the comforts yeah. of their situation they're in now. Like, I want this grand life, but I don't want anything else to change. I don't want to invest. I'm not willing to sacrifice. I'm not willing to invest. And I think when you do invest in, in yourself, you're actively saying, I'm willing to put myself, because here's what happens when you make an investment, when you take that calculated risk, you narrow your focus. Yep. Like you better believe when we invest $14,000 into something, you're going to narrow your focus to say, okay, nothing else matters right. except I gotta being able to get a return on, on our investment on this. Nothing else matters if I invest in this course, then be, you know, becoming something more and, and getting surrounded by new information, new people that help me think differently, approach things differently. And so the people who we were before that investment is totally different. Now. Totally different. Right. And the same is true for like our community. Mm -hmm. You know, people, they kind of stick around for like eight months and they're filling us out and they're like, okay, I really like what they're about. But I mean, am I ready to shell out $1,500, right, right, for this course? The people that do decide to take the leap, they get back so much more than the money ever can put value on, right? right? And they will tell you that, and they have. And then guess what? They wind up saying yes to another course and then going on another retreat, not necessarily with just us, but I'm watching these people now invest mm -hmm. repetitively in themselves. And 100% of the time, they show up different. They show up different for their families, for their business, for the people that are watching them. And so, you know, that's kind of what this is about. It's about being brave. It's about asking yourself, when was the last time I made myself proud? Right. When was the last time I invested in myself and really bet on myself, not knowing what the outcome was? When was the last time not only did I bet on myself, but I did not give myself any excuses? It wasn't going to be, oh, because that training wasn't what I wanted or because they didn't do what I wanted them to do. When was the last time you made your damn self proud because you bet on yourself? Yeah, and this this life we live is so short, mm -hmm. right? And you don't know how many years you're gonna get. You don't know like when is your time. And so we can either live life full, which means that it's it's rich, it's enriching every single day, but that happens because we live full out. We're taking risks. We're willing to do the unknown. We're willing to turn that corner when we really don't know what's over there. Because 
why not? Yeah. Like, why would you want to live a life of safety and you never experience anything? Yeah. Why would you want to live a life of comfort and never get to see your, your, that's the thing that haunts me is not being able to see my maximum potential. Yeah. Like if I live this life, I want to be able to get a glimpse of like all the things I dream of. Is it, was it possible for mm -hmm. me? Was I able to touch it? And I think that oftentimes people get into this place in life and they just go, I'm just going to stay in this circle yeah. until, and then I can't help but feel like when I see that, and I'm not saying that I haven't been in that same place before, but when I see it in people, that's very evident. I go, you're just waiting to die. Mm. Like you're literally just waiting to die when this life you live is designed for you to do stuff, mm -hmm. right? And so many people are like, oh, I just want to be comfortable. I don't want to. I'm like, what are you waiting for? Mm -hmm. Are you just waiting for the, the, your time to be up? Yeah. Do something. Well, I think it's because you're focused on, you know, what could I become? It's right. a curiosity thing versus people like, ah, what am I going to get from that? Right. And I think that is the question that I want to pose to yeah, you. What's going to fall on my lap? <laughs> what, what are you going to get? You know, people want to, I'm going to give my time. What am I going to get? You know, I'll go out with this guy, but what am I going to get? Am mm -hmm. I going to get a ring? Am I going to get? And it's this expectation of, I don't want to say you're entitled because you should show up in life with some like expectation, but focus on what you can become. But right? it's, yeah, it's like the wrong question. It's like not what you're going to get. It's like, what am I going to give to this mm -hmm. so that I, to I your point, I can become better. something or I can contribute to someone else's life or contribute to the community, mm -hmm. contribute to the company, contribute to the world. And that is like, there's no one who pulls themselves up by their own bootstrap. We all rely on each other, mm -hmm. right? And and we all have to contribute to each other. And the only way we do that is that you have to have something to give. Yep. And if you don't have anything to give, it's because you're not making the investments to actually get new things, new thoughts, new ideas, new skills yeah. that you can give to the society that we live in and all share. Right. So in closing, if you want to hang out with us, you need friends like us and we need friends like you. They're going to hold each other to higher expectations and accountabilities. So the, you have two options right now. If you want to have deep conversations like this around personal development, business development, you should definitely look into our pusher society. It's like the behind the scenes of the podcast and like what specific things do you need to do to take bravery and betting on yourself to the next level? What yeah. are those tactical strategies? You need to be in the pusher society. So go to JanelleCopeland.com, click on the pusher society. And second, it is open enrollment session for our eight-week masterclass, Passion and Profit. If you've been wanting to start a business, I don't care if you've been in business for 12 years like Andrea Soto, you just need to be around people that will inspire you, that will ask different questions of you, that will encourage you to focus on what you can become in this season. And I just think that it's irreplaceable for you to be in a community like that and have support like that. Yeah. But you can learn about Passion to Profit by going to JanelleCopeland.com and clicking on Passion to Profit. I hope this episode gave you some insight as to not only like how we view life, but how we try to power through things and also become better people through everything. I guess, you know, with us going to the restaurant and not knowing how we were going to pay for the, the meal, <laughs> that was a risk, right? Us signing up for the mastermind, not knowing how we were going to pay for it. I think it's one thing to do things that are just like, oh, that's risky and you don't know how you're yeah. going to make it happen. It's another thing to say it's risky, but I'm going to hold myself accountable to it because I'll be damn sure if I was going to call them and say, hey, really sorry, I don't have the money. Can I get a refund for my deposit and I have to walk right. away? I just wanted to focus on how I could make it work. And so yeah. 
That's our challenge to you. How could you take that next step and make something work for yourself? Make yourself become something that maybe you're not yet. You got to do it and it's got to fall on you, not the trainer, the mentor. It's not on anybody else. It's on you. So cheers to betting on yourself, friends. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Be brave. Push through. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review. You leave your handle and until next time push through